Welcome to episode two of season three of the Nordic Arts Agency podcast, a podcast connecting emerging and established international artists and art influencers from around the globe. I'm your host, Juliet, a British expat, art historian and gallerist based in Sweden. On this podcast, I will be sharing a conversation with an artist or art influencer whose artwork or insight inspires me personally. This week, I'm in conversation with our guest artist, Olivia Babel, who is a French fibre artist from Lyon. I've never been a knitter or very much into needlework, but have always been drawn to quilting and fibre art. Wall hangings, quilts and tapestries date back to Egyptian First Dynasty, about 3400 BC, and the art of quilting has been a traditional practice in many cultures for many centuries. As portable artworks, woven tapestries were practical for travelling, so this flexibility enabled royalty, nobility, church dignitaries and other wealthy tapestry owners to bring their pieces with them on their travels. They were also excellent insulators and were incredibly popular in medieval times when they were hung against cold stone walls or in drafty castles. They were often used to document or retell historical or religious events and were presented as gifts to dignitaries. The Hunt of the Unicorn is a famous example of a tapestry from the late Middle Ages and Renaissance, which can now be found in the Met in New York, and the famous Bayer tapestry, depicting the Battle of Hastings, though technically more of an embroidery, remains intact as an excellent example of how the medium was used to retell a historical battle in graphic pictorial detail. The 1970s marked a turning point in the history for textiles and fibre art, and the feminist artists like Judy Chicago and Miriam Shapiro challenged the distinctions between textiles and fine art, embracing techniques that were traditionally relegated to the realms of women's crafts, such as sewing and quilting. Fabric, cotton or yarn, considered materials of purpose, were gradually reassigned as artistic mediums and the traditional modus behind hand-weaving and storytelling has become an accepted contemporary fine art practice. The layers and textures of Olivia Babel's contemporary tapestries are intricate, elegant and delicate. Fine pigmented fibres and complex weaving techniques combine to explore concepts of geography, territory and cartology. There is an emotional connection between Olivia Babel's ability to observe and reinterpret abstract questions relating to the environment and our relationship with material and the handmade. So I am delighted to welcome guest artist Olivia Babel to the Nordic Arts Agency podcast. Hello, Juliette. I'm very happy to be here. And uh, thank you so much for the invitation. Well, thank you for joining me, Olivia. Now, you are recording this from your studio in Lyon, and I am speaking to you from our new gallery here in Malmo, we actually have never met in person, and in fact, this is the first time we've had a conversation. Our collaboration came together quite recently and organically. As soon as I saw images of your work, I was so drawn to the abstract, minimal quality and use of material and colour. Let us begin at the start of your creative journey, Olivia. Have you always been drawn to weaving and tapestry? In fact, not really. Uh, I always uh, wanted to make something very creative. Um, I always been attracted by art. When I was um, more younger, my passion was drawing and uh, painting. So um, I wanted to make my passion my job. 
um, I started to search what uh, type of studies I could to make. Um, finally, I was accepted at the École Nationale Supérieure des Beaux-Arts de Lyon. It's a national art school in France. And I think my passion for fiber art started at this moment. Um, after my degree, I made a specialization at the École Supérieure des Beaux-Arts of Angers. It's another art school in France. And uh, yes, I think I always wanted to make textures, materials, uh, quite massive and uh, imposing art. And I always wanted to make something very different. Also, my grandmother was very creative. Uh, she made a lot of embroideries, fiber art, and uh, I'm sure she, she inspired me uh, in my heart. Your work does feel very weighty, and we're going to come on to that later in the podcast, but I, I definitely think you have made something that feels very impressive and, and very substantial. We often explore the artist's practice and processes when I have these conversations and how they approach their painting or their photographic process. What preparations are made and how their process impacts their experience as a creator? So for you, hand weaving and approaching the loom with a new composition in mind must involve, I imagine, various stages of development. Could you walk us through a day in your studio life and how you would go about approaching a new tapestry? Mm, yes. Uh, in fact, uh, to create a new tapestry, I always start to make some drawings in order to find uh, ideas or to make my ideas more concrete. I also work to commission, and uh, if a client have an idea of pattern, yes, I start to create drawings. And uh, to make it, uh, I use my uh, sketchbook, and uh, after I transcribe in my pat in my uh, computer in order to change some details and uh, also to adapt the size of the document to can print it with the same size of the future tapestry and uh, in fact the drawing will be the support to create the future tapestry and uh, when i work i put the drawing behind the handmade tapestry in progress in order to create um, the same the same pattern yes all my work it's uh, is unmade and uh, unwaving and do you do you visualize the knots and techniques and the weaving techniques you're going to use whilst you are sketching is that part of the process yes it's uh, definitely a part of the process yes i find uh, my inspiration with drawings, and uh, it's definitely uh, a, an important uh, part. Does your artistic practice allow for spontaneous moments, or is it all very planned and very concise, Olivia? Mm, in fact, I'm very comfortable with um, organization and uh, planned journeys, but uh, of course, my days are very changing. Sometimes I'm very uh, optimistic and I think I will to finish a work at a specific moment, but it's not at all the case. Um, I also work to commission for clients and uh, hospitality. So yes, I, uh, I can to be, um, I can to have spontaneous uh, orders 
And uh, I think it's very important to um, always adapt, uh, yes, in my work. And most of the work that you create is using natural fibres and various pigments and thicknesses and textures. How do you go about preparing and selecting your materials? And when you consider a work, are the colours as integral to the design as the composition? Uh, I like to create uh, with a premium quality medium. And uh, I love to mix some materials uh, like um, shiny fabric, velvet, natural wool. Uh, I'm very driven by um, the textures and uh, the association of materials is uh, very intuitive and very spontaneous. Um, yes, I love to mix uh, basic wool, precious fabric, like uh, silk, golden fabric, for example. Yes, for the exhibition, uh, the pieces I created, I uh, I made a lot of mix of soft white wool woven with uh, needlepoints and uh, golden fabric too. And uh, yes, uh, mix and association is uh, my principal means of uh, expression. And I was totally drawn to that combination of around and reminiscence that you created for the exhibition. And it was very much that softness of the white wool and then the kind of black and white contrasts and then the gorgeous gold that felt like it was sort of waves of froth flowing within the tapestry. I thought that was really beautiful. Is that is that something which you use frequently? These works that you've produced, particularly those two, they're quite conceptual and they're quite abstract. Completely, completely. Uh, I love uh, to create... Uh, l- um, abstract elements, um, landscape, maps. And uh, for this, uh, I think it's very important to create like dynamic things and uh, yes, uh, a mix of a lot of elements. It's uh, my way to work. Yeah, it's beautiful. And and you are obviously French, um, speaking very good English. Olivia, by the way, and you've studied, <laughs> you've studied and lived and worked in, in France, but your background is truly international and there are many different cultural influences which are, for me, clearly present in your work. And these have led you in the direction of cartology and the exploration of origins. How present is the multicultural element in your work and how much has it dictated the language that you, you find evolving in your work? It's a very in- interesting question. Uh, in fact, uh, yes, I'm French. I grew up and studied in France. I developed a French uh, savoir-faire, of French skills uh, to create my heart. And uh, I think it's uh, one of the high value of my uh, work. I was inspired by old techniques, um, historical tapestries like um, La Dame à la Licorne, for example, is a very famous historical tapestry made uh, at the 16th century in France. So yes, I'm very uh, inspired by French culture, but I I am also very, very inspired by my other origins because um, I have a lot of origins from around the world. My mother is French, but she has um, a lot of origins from uh, Europe, Africa, Asia. And uh, my dad 
is from French uh, West Indies. Also, my name is uh, Babel, like the tower. So I decided to create a concept about my culture, my identity, and my surname. Um, I always been inspired by concept of territory and uh, cartology. And I decided to include these concepts in my heart. And uh, in fact, all my pieces represent territory, uh, country, abstract uh, landscapes. Um, it's very, uh, it's uh, the concept of my heart. And um, yes, I'm also very inspired by travels um, because of my several, several origins, heritage. I'm very open-minded and uh, I think everyone can to be sensitive about my heart because I literally can to create all the country, um, each map of uh, each city, landscape, and uh, my inspirations are very everywhere. Definitely uh, my inspiration everywhere. And my work uh, is um, is universal. That's what struck me, I think, when I saw your work as well, Olivia. It felt universal, but also it felt so relatable and unusual. It's it's a, a very different presentation or genre to to think about tapestry being used for cartology. That really appealed to me. My parents are from South Africa, and I've had a kind of strange experience of growing up in London and then spending most of my adult life in Sweden, and I feel quite displaced. I can totally relate to that. I think they're magnificent. And actually, when your artwork arrived in the gallery and we unpacked the five works that we're featuring in our current international exhibition, I was firstly in love with beautiful, elegant element of of the way in which you weave. But I was very surprised also by the weightiness and the sculptural quality of the weaving. It felt far denser and more physical than I expected, especially the work titled Mountain. And this is a large scale piece and it's actually going to be hung next week in the gallery and I can't wait to see it on the wall and to explore all the layers and textures because it's really undulating and there's lots of elements and different aspects to it which are very intricate. Can you talk about that particular composition, Mountain Olivia, and what inspired that and what it means to you? In fact, I live in France and uh, close to my city, there have a lot of mountains, uh, ski stations, hills, and uh, it was my principal inspiration for the mountain piece. Um, I wanted to integrate a lot of uh, different techniques, um, details, in order to represent the different parts of um, a dynamic landscape. And uh, in fact, uh, mountain in the, is one of the biggest pieces I made. And uh, I wanted to integrate a lot of details, relief. Um, the piece is very, very massive. Uh, the size is uh, it's um, three meters by 1.5 meters. And um, I really wanted to make a huge piece in order to create a dramatic and uh, impressive uh, aspect. The messiness about it also makes it feel very organic and natural, which I love. Yes. The other works we are featuring include a map of Greenland and two abstract works, which I mentioned earlier, around and reminiscence, and Cyclone, which is a very dramatic and quite 
chaotic composition, which is more like mountain, the artist's hand and the idea of the physical process and the handmade elements of the work is very apparent, especially in Cyclone. How important to you is it that this is actually felt and how much is your work a reflection of our environment? Um, in fact, uh, for the Cyclone piece, I wanted to, to represent the constant transformation of the world. Uh, cyclone is uh, very specific because um, it's a dynamic and uh, organic shape representing mutation. And um, in around the around piece and uh, in the reminiscence piece, I also wanted to speak about uh, our environment. Reminiscence represents a memory, an element that we can to have in mind after the transformation. And uh, around is um, is an oval tapestry. And I wanted to make like a the metaphor of the environment. The two pieces are very abstract and um, each viewer can to make uh, his own interpretation. I'm very inspired by uh, our environment and uh, this is, this enabled me to, uh, to create my own uh, territories, in fact. And I love that uh, we have both are very abstract pieces and, and the, the cartology. I think it's a wonderful combination. There's connection there, but they, they also have very different elements to them, which speak for themselves, which is fantastic. When I interview artists I represent on the podcast, it's always fascinating to hear who they admire or credit for being an inspiration to their artistic practice. Which artists have influenced or informed your approach to your fiber art? In fact, I'm not uh, really inspired by fiber arts specifically. I always been inspired by expressionists um, and Dadaists, different movements of the 20th centuries. Uh, for example, I love the work of Anna Osh, an amazing artist of uh, Dadaist movement. Um, I love the work of um, Francis Picabia. Raoul Osman and uh, I love uh, yes I love all these artists and uh, if I must to speak of contemporary artists I'm in love of um, the work of Elena Tsui I don't I don't know if you know this artist no I don't it's a Ghanaian artist uh, he make a lot of huge and uh, massive uh, uh, pieces with uh, upcycling and uh, it's very, very interesting. I love uh, the work of um, Robert Combas. And uh, yes, uh, I like uh, the work of the artist. As an observer of the contemporary art landscape, I am I'm more and more drawn to the amount of fibre artists on Instagram and in the art news um, and represented in galleries and exhibitions and in public collections. You've recently been exhibiting in Dubai in two different exhibitions, how was your work received there? And do you feel an increasing interest in art collectors adding fiber art to their portfolios? Uh, yes, I recently had some exhibitions in Dubai. And um, yes, I also prepare another exhibition in Abu Dhabi for September 2022. 
uh, it will be a huge exhibition, solo exhibition. And uh, yes, my work was really appreciated. I think that all people like to be surprised by art, intrigued um, by mediums. Um, my work is very emotional, uh, is very uh, universal and uh, attracts a lot of different types of people mm. in the world. And I'm very happy for these exhibitions and uh, for the other exhibitions in the studio. Well, congratulations, Olivia. It sounds incredibly exciting. And I also feel the emotional connection through your work. And I think that's why it stood out to me. And we are delighted to be exhibiting your tapestries at our new gallery as part of our international art pop-up here in Malmo until June the 23rd. And for me personally, it's been fabulous to hang the works amongst other paintings and sculpture and to see how the textures and material aspect of the works interact within the different mediums and different styles of art in a gallery setting. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and for sharing your work with the Nordic Arts Agency. Thank you so much, Juliette, for having me. And uh, I invite all people to come and uh, visit the exhibition. In the show notes, I will leave a link to Olivia Babel's artist page, her Instagram and our gallery artsy link where you can view all Olivia's work online. And you can also find all details of the current gallery exhibition and where and when you can view Olivia's work. Next time, Ebba and I will be in conversation with Sarah Dare and Joe Hummel, who shall be visiting the gallery very excitedly. So I can't wait for that. Bye-bye. Thank you.